0: chick me because i rarely wear underwear and when i do it's usually something unusual guys this is chippendale star attraction mr nicks better known as nick the dick nick the what the dick Huh. well I'll tell you still I did battle some humongous ways. But you know, just like I told the guy on ABC. Danger is my business. This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. What are you in for? God damn it, stop that! Oh uh, no sir, no, thank you. <laughs> That's terrific, really. It'll it's gonna work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. I mean, it's up to you, Fogel. This guy's either going to think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. Okay? So what's it going to be? I am McLovin.
1: Hi, I'm Evan. I love movies, and you should too. Tonight, a podcast about growing up, a podcast about responsibility, a podcast about taking... Uh, responsibility for your actions and learning about how to deal with people better also gross jokes male butts cheerleaders sports and a wild ass movie called basketball
0: in a world where professional sports had sunk to a new low guys invented a game. Yes, hold on, that's three to one, dude. That took them to the big time. Hard to believe that just five years ago, this game was played only on driveways. And it's hard to believe just five years ago, those girls were only in grade school. From the director of The Naked Gun and starring the creators of South Park. What an unfortunate thing to happen on Dozen Egg Night comes a story about their rise to stardom. Would you mind signing these? Sure. Oh, the fans who adored them. Joey, look who's here. My biological father? And the forces. Players of your caliber should be making the big bucks. Don't you agree? That drove them apart. Dude, you turned down canes off without even talking to us. Dude, I'm not going to cave in. Dude. 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 I guess you've got a point there. Universal Pictures presents. I love kids. Heads up, big guy. God ah, needs a little work on the hands. He's blind, Doug. Trey Parker. Oh, yes, 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 you your Matt Stone. <laughs> I guess I'll take my shot now. Yasmin Here, open your blouse and say ah. Reamer. Jenny McCarthy. I finally got all the chrome off this for you. Robert Vaughn. It's nice. It's very nice. You want me to start on this one? and Academy Award Winner, Ernest Borgnine. This summer, experience the passion and the triumph. I'm the king of the world! Yeah! Ah! Basketball. Nothing I've ever been this excited. You're excited? Feel these nipples.
1: Yeah, so we're continuing uh, Gross Out Month in July. I'm back. Yes, I am back. It's official. I am back. Um, took a little hiatus between uh, this episode and Revenge of Nerds, but I'm back. And we'll be going full strong, like you're getting this episode, and then you're getting another episode for Gross Hot Month. And then I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. So tonight we're uh, covering... Uh, I'm covering... Me. I am me. Me and we. <laughs> I'm just goofing, man. It's, it's a hot one today as I'm recording, but... Tonight, we're covering Basketball, uh, directed by David Zucker. If you know that name, you probably know movies. If you don't know that name, he is one of the co-creators behind two of the most classic comedies of all time, Airplane and Top Secret. He was also a writer on the Kentucky Fried Movie, which is directed by John Landis. And he's the director of the Naked Gun trilogy. So that's what type of movie you're going to get with this one, basketball. And if you watch South park, you probably know of this movie. If you've never seen South park in your life, you might not know about this movie. Um, It stars Trey Parker and Matt stone, the creators and voices of South park. And they star in a gross out sports comedy spoof is the only thing I can put it together as what, this type of movie is because it's got elements of South Park. Surprisingly enough, it wasn't written by Matt and Trey, but I definitely think they had, they definitely ad-libbed some things on set because there's a lot of elements that show up in South Park in the years after this movie comes out that are in this movie. Also, there's a specific references to um, Cartman and Mr. Garrison. Hey, Grunsky, you losing weight? In this movie, so I definitely think that even though it was written by a director, David Zucker, Robert Locash, Jeffrey Wright, and Louis Friedman, I definitely think on set, they let Matt and Trey do their thing and have fun because the the whole film feels like it was written by Matt and Trey. Like, this is something that they would do. And they actually made this movie because um, it premiered right after the first season of South Park ended and they didn't think comedy central was going to sign them up for a second season. So they're like, let's go make a movie. And they made this uh sports comedy spoof, which bombed at the uh, theaters. It would costed 25 million to make and only grossed 7 million worldwide. That's not a good sign, but it is. I'm not sure even if this is a cult hit or not um, in my world, it's, kind of a cult hit. I would say that Orgasmo is way more of a cult classic and cult hit than basketball. Um I'm not sure which one came first either. I believe I think this came first and then Orgasmo, but I'll have to look that up. And I haven't seen Orgasmo in a while, so I'm not sure if it uh holds up or not. Basketball, uh, there are moments that you're just like ooh super cringe, and then there are moments like why did that ever happen in a movie, and then there are moments like oh that's not bad, and then there are actually some moments that are actually pretty damn funny. So it, it runs the gamut, especially if you know the South Park humor, then you know this type of film. It's going to be it's going to be R rated. It's going to be gross. It's going to be goofy. It's going to make fun of everyone, not just one stereotype, it's gonna hit all the stereotypes, but sometimes it does it in a really smart way where it's not, you don't feel offended because it's not like one group is being singled out. It's like every group's singled out and they're being singled out equally. It's much like South Park where the show, basically they don't go after one group. They go after everybody and they go for the good and the bad, On both sides. And that's when I started to watch South Park. Like I watched South Park when this started. And then I saw this movie. And then I watched South Park a little bit after. And then it got to the point. South Park got to the point where they just seemed mean. And it wasn't funny anymore. Like it was just mean to be mean. To just say what they had to say. Or to spout out their agenda. And give their thoughts on uh, current topics. And that's when I stopped watching it. Because it just... It didn't seem funny and smart anymore. I mean, it's not I don't want to say not smart. I just want to say it's felt mean to be mean instead of mean to in um, make people think about things. So that's why I stopped watching South Park. Um, And there's a tangent about that. But anyway, so this movie is basically um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone stars Coop and Reamer and they are two, two, I guess you can call them losers.
0: No, dude, let's go to Brittany's room. Reamer, come in here. Check it out. Brittany's underwear, dude. Oh, dude. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, I am so jealous of you. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Brittany. What are you guys doing in my mom's room? Oh, 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 oh. Get out of here. Uh, ah. Oh, Who,
1: um... Basically, we're the same in high school as they are now. They're living in a house. They're basically on their last month's rent. They're being evicted. They go to a high school. They go to like a They crash, actually, a high school reunion party and create this mix of baseball and basketball called basketball. And it becomes a huge like driveway hit. And then um, it gets picked up and nationalized by uh, a rich owner uh, played by Ernest Borgnine. And he is, um, his wife is Jenny McCarthy. So it gets picked up and it becomes a huge national sport, like to save sports because there's a whole montage at the end about how sports is becoming like too commercialized and there's too big contracts and it's too not real anymore. And, basically how sports is now this predicted how sports is right now and i'm thoroughly shocked at it like in 1998 they were predicting things that were going to happen in 2017 2018 2019 and now 2020 the year of the canceled year we're calling 2020 the canceled year but they predicted like the south the contracts the um endorsements, the players just playing for endorsements and not for the fans anymore, them just playing for the money itself and not for the love of the game. And people not enjoying going to a sporting event because either it costs too much, or they're going out and seeing players just playing for money and not playing for their team spirit or their country or their, their town or city or wherever they're playing and people being traded. And they predicted all of this in this movie. And it does a really, really good job of spoofing all of that and also predicting it it's it's oddly scary so the film um basically the the game the the in the film the team that Cooper and reamer are on they can't win the championship they've lost it to the Dallas team the last 2 years which is owned by uh, Robert Vaughn and uh Robert Vaughn wants to make changes but this new league doesn't want to make changes they don't want like they don't want trading they don't want um no, like commercialism. They just want to play the sport and everybody plays the sport and plays the sport for playing the sport and playing for your team pride and your player pride and your your teammates pride. That's how they want to do. And they go into all different things of how the uh, sport alert, Ernest Borg's nines. Uh, he has a heart attack and dies. Uh, Coop, who's played by Trey Parker, he gets to take over the team and basically, he splits the ownership between his teammates, but they have to win the championship, or, or Robert Vaughn, the owner of the Dallas team, gets gets the gets that team. They're called the Beers, and then things are going to change. And this sport is going to be like just every other sport, where it's more commercialism than actual sport. And so, it's basically a battle the entire movie of them trying to play as a team, not fight over people. Um, there's a love interest for Coop on kind of Reamer, played by Yasmin Bleach. She's kind of funny.
0: I'm letting her know that I'm ready to consider thinking about dating her exclusively. Well, I'm giving Jenna a pre-commitment ring. It's a promise to pledge that we'll think about getting engaged just as soon as we're ready to make a commitment. You know, what What the hell are you talking about? You don't care about Jenna. You were just in a hot tub naked with Victoria Silvstedt, playmate of the year. You know what? That hurts man that really hurts my clothing line is single-handedly saving jenna's foundation oh sorry i forgot how much doug reamer cares about kids
1: um there's a really some really good really good gags um innuendo gags with uh jane mccarthy's character there's a lot of like offensive jokes but it is a south park movie so what are you gonna expect but also surprisingly enough there are a ton of cameos in this movie um when I say a ton, there's some huge cameos in this movie. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dale Earnhardt before he passed, Reggie Jackson. Um, and then there's uh, some sports and when they were on SportsCenter and ESPN, uh, Kenny Main and Dan Patrick show up in this movie. The announcers for the games are uh, Bob Costas and Al Michaels playing basically spoofs of each other's characters. And that's really, really odd for them to hear, to say some of the things that they say on camera. I, I honestly have no idea how Fox and the director got all of these cameos to play in this like gross out comedy, but it works and it works really well. And it makes it feel like it's a real sport. Um, there's also a um, real big fish. The ska punk band plays a ton of music in uh, for the movie. And they're like the in-house band for the sport. Um, Playboy model Victoria Still Said shows up in a a cameo. Um, Color announcer and uh, commentator Pat O'Brien shows up. And then there's a whole um, missing persons unsolved mystery spoof near the end of the film that has an actual cameo by Robert Stack, who hosted Unsolved Mysteries. And it's really funny that I'm I'm covering this movie now and there's a new Unsolved Mysteries out. Now everybody's Unsolved Mysteries crazy. And back in the day, people weren't really like, I mean, the show was big, but it's not like big now. Like it's huge now because everybody's into like everyone in their like, I'd say late 20s to to like 40s is into murder porn and I just I don't get it I, I don't understand it but the massive massive amount of cameos like I couldn't I haven't seen this movie in at least a decade so I didn't I couldn't remember all the cameos but though when I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar I like I was like wow how'd you get one of the greatest living basketball players of all time in this movie I get I don't know I don't know if it's a paycheck or just something but that was impressive so they actually go really far out to make this movie a sports movie. It feels like a sports movie. It feels like you get the like not the you get the up and comers and you like who have this giant Dallas team who's like the juggernaut and the little guys being the big guys. There's a ton of sports analogies. Like they go through fight infighting with the team. And they have like love interests that they go after, and they have to climb uphill, and they barely get into the playoffs. And then there's a huge game at the end, and it ends on the final. There's a repeat of a final like moment in the that's like the like a walk off home run or like that final shot or the rebound and the put back shot and all the sports movies. Like it does really well at getting every single good sports analogy and sports moment from sports movies and lampooning them well in this movie. Like the sports is great. It's just that most of the other film is outside of some of the gross jokes that do land. um, Some of them don't like each team is a stereotype and it's, it's interesting to look at it because it's, Spoofing basically all the sports teams that are actually sper- stere- stereotypes that should have name change, like the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians. Like they need their name change, and so there are certain teams in this film that are just like that, which would need a name change. Like the, I think the San Antonio team is is Mexican, and the San Francisco team is they're called the Fairies, and like the milwaukee team is the beers i believe and it goes like that and those don't really those don't at all um sit well it just feels awkward
0: hernandez look fat liposuction out of marlon brando's ass oh oh no what am i doing here oh oh it's all salty and warm oh why would i do this oh this guy ate a lot of pork Oh wait, wait.
1: But it also feels right because that's what real sports does. They they took horrible names and put them as their mascot names when they could come up with something way better and not offensive. Um the cheerleaders that are treated in the film are not great at all. There are some goofy funny moments um, with them, but they're kind of treated like cheerleaders and like not like the cowboy cheerleaders where they, you know, they have some grace it's just like sometimes when they show up on screen you're like ooh that's sexist that's not right so there's that and then there's a few jokes i mean they'll make a they'll make a stereotype joke like i believe there's a there isn't any actual gay jokes but there is a moment during where they're playing the San Francisco team where like um Trey Parker's Matt is like just trying to settle everybody down and the the team the San Francisco players keep walking behind him and he keeps stand instead of bending down he keeps standing up which is kind of a kind of a rough joke but at the end there's a moment where Trey and Matt make out because they they've been fighting for so long and there's a like a giant speech by one of their teammates and it in figures them to play as a team and play better and they make out and no one says anything about it. It's not like, it's not like, Oh, the two guys making out. That's not cool. No, no one really makes a joke about it. They just kind of make out. So it, I guess there's a, there's a yin and a yang when you have jokes in this movie. And for, for most of it, it somewhat works and it somewhat doesn't work, but it's a goofy movie. It's definitely along the lines of airplane and Talk secret where, they're taking themselves completely seriously, but they know they're not, this is not a serious movie, but it's played seriously and seriously for laughs. So when wild things happen, people just, that's something normal that happens. Um, There's a joke where um, you, they're in the locker room and Robert Vaughn is like interrogating and um, Matt and Trey. And there's a joke about how they have like gigantic penises and when I'm talking like gigantic penises. You have to see this to believe it. It's ridiculous. This this joke. And then Yasmin Bleed comes in and she gets in on the joke because she can't stop looking at him and she keeps making penis jokes. And that's actually pretty funny. I I would admit I was laughing. I was laughing a little too hard at that. But there are just some other things that happen in the film that you're like. That couldn't happen in a movie today. Like uh, there's a, um, um, basically a make a wish child that goes out with the team and they do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, you know, you, they do like home stuff, like helping the community stuff. But then they go out drinking with him and he's at a bar and they're all drinking, including this kid who's probably like. 12 or 13 and he needs a liver he needs a like a new liver but he's drinking shots
0: this has been so fun i feel like i'm gonna puke all over the bar oh, oh look jerry her here she is your daughter-in-law who you're not too crazy no, she's about. my son's wife get that whoa nicole let's say hi to nicole oh okay okay we'll drink every time a fight breaks up. Right. all right jerry jerry
1: With the team. And you're like that's not going to happen. This is not in reality. So yeah this is. It's partly all the films that the suckers make. Are basically comedy fantasies. They don't. They don't sit in reality. But they have things that happen in reality. So it it's a good balance. I'd say it's more balanced with probably um top secret than it is with Airplane. I Even though I think airplane even though airplane is fantastic and it's absolutely goofy and one of my favorite movies of all time one of the greatest comedies of all time i kind of think top secret is better because it plays everything a little more seriously and even though there's just whacked out jokes and dream sequences and stuff like that top secret um just plays it well plays it well and plays it better than uh, airplane does and i think that's what uh, baseball was meant to do is be meant to be like top secret, where it's a sports like sports drama, but it's uh, to spoof the sports dramas and all the ones that we've seen before, and it does it really well. Like there's certain elements of the film that just feel like they were ripped straight out of any type of sports movie, like uh Major League or The Natural or Eight Men Out or uh Blue Chips or Hoosiers or. Any of those films, it feels like they definitely did their homework. The creators, um, Matt and Trey, Zucker, the creators of the film definitely did their sports homework so that they could equally make a sports goofball comedy, but also make fun of the sports movies as well. And it feels that way because you're you get all you get you hit all the notes you hit you hit all the notes of a good sports movie. And, um, I think it's, I don't know if it, I don't know if the film, it, it sits, I guess it's a weird sitting because for me, like, there's definitely some elements where I'm like, come on guys, you could do better than that. But then there are other moments where I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. And that's really smartly written. Like, it's not stupid. It knows what it is. And it's not stupid. And there may be stupid comedy that's happened, but it's not stupid. It's not a stupid movie. They definitely know what they're doing. Like, you can tell, like, there are certain movies I'd say, like, Scary After Scary Movie 2, like I wanted Scary Movie 1, Scary Movie 2, they're kind of dumb. And then there's all those other movies like Disaster Movie and like Epic Movie, which are just made to make money. They're not made smartly. This is made smartly because they know their audience. Their target audience is actually not just like teens and people who love gross-out movies, but sports fans because they know their sports and they know their sports well. So... I think that's really cool about the film that you could you could seriously. I mean, if more people watch it and know that it's problematic and just you have to know that there are things that in the film that are problematic and but it doesn't make you a bad person for liking the film. You just have to understand there are things that are problematic. If you do know that, then I think this movie suits very well with any of the really good sports dramas. Like, it, it suits right there. And you could, you could, if you're having, like, a double feature, you could put it next to, like, something like Major League or something like The Natural or even something like uh, Hoosiers. Like, just to have that yin and yang of you've got a serious sports drama and then you've got a gross-out sports comedy that does everything a normal everything you'd want in a sports drama like rudy something like that everything you want in that you get in basketball and i think that's uh i think that's a credit to david zucker the director i think that's credit to uh, matt and trey i don't think they would have signed on to this movie if they knew it was going to be a just a dumb comedy i definitely think they they knew that they were getting into something that would be up their alley because they don't they don't do anything. They, those guys are way too smart. They don't do anything stupid. They know exactly what they're doing at all times. Um, I mean, look at the movies they made, like Orgasmo and Team America. They, People you can face value. You can look at them. Oh, these are stupid comedies. No, they're not. There's, they're, they're dumb. com. They're like. Dumb things happen, but these are smart, well thought out comedies with uh, a lot of heart and a lot of research done into it and i feel like basketball is even though it plays out very similar to other movies it's a film that they did their research and i still i still somewhat enjoy it and i had a good time on this rewatch i'm not sure if i would watch it again anytime soon maybe kind of one i miss real sports and it's really funny that i'm recording this and this episode's going to drop when we're about to get actual sports are about to come back in this country i did not plan that but i like the good i like the good timing for that so um yeah this is this is if you're a sports fan if you're one of my listeners i'm a huge sports fan so if you're one of my listeners and you're a sports fan i would say if you've never seen this before check it out if you've not seen, if you enjoy South Park, definitely check this out. This is this is definitely made for. There's definitely a South Park element in here and made for South Park fans. But it's a film that, for the it holds up a little bit. There there are going to be albums, There are going to be moments that are problematic. Just know that going into there, you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it it was a, it was a fun rewatch, and there were things that I had not remembered that we're in this movie that are like oh well that's interesting and the, oh why did that that have to happen and oh that's actually pretty funny so um yeah for the gross Hot comedy month I, I think i picked it i like that I, I i i wanted to pick one after i got the 80s i got the 90s and now i'm gonna get one we're gonna get the next one uh the next one coming up next episode uh we're gonna get one that's closer to now and closer to what's going on now and it's a little bit woke actually it's a lot woke and i really think it's underrated i really think when more people see it it's on a streaming service right now um the movie i'm talking about i'm not gonna tell you but you you probably already know if you follow me on twitter um it's a movie that i think the more people see and the more it gets word of mouth even though it did well at the box office the Better this movie is going to soot long range. So I'm very, very excited to talk about that. So um, you know what to do. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, please rate and review us. Five stars, please. Write us a review. I would love to read some reviews and get us moving up on that, uh, that algorithm. Get it up there so we can start getting seen. You can listen to us on uh, Spotify as well. Uh, follow on Spotify. You can find me at uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y-P-H-R-E-A-K. Johnny Freak on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, The I didn't say it last episode because I'm not sure if it was up yet or not. But I can tell you now that the podcast has its own social media accounts. Get excited. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. It's ILMUS2Pod. So, Or just look up I Love Movies, You Should Too. Uh, and you'll find the logo. And follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. You can email us at um, the same I, uh, ILMUS2Pod at Gmail um read my written work which is going to be starting to update soon on overlook omniplex at uh, OverlookOmniplex.wordpress.com. i knew it was going to mess it up but i always do that and um I, i'm evan i love movies you should too i'll see you soon